Hey gorgeous, this is episode number 289 and we have the amazing six-figure mentor Dallas Travers back on the show today. Hi, this is Dallas Travers and you are listening to Heart Cells, the podcast with Christine Schlonsky. Enjoy. I'm so looking forward to dive in deeper to another episode with Dallas, where she's actually going to share the script she uses to ask her clients for referrals. And I think this is pure gold. If you have not listened to the previous episode, number 288, I highly recommend this. We have talked about several things. One, if you may be solving the wrong problem and how, if you are not solving the wrong problem, you can get into referrals. You can create referrals with ETH and grow your business in a magical way. So today I am excited to talk to Dallas again. She helps coaches go from five-figure chaos to six-figure freedom with her amazing six-figure nest method. And her clients have had their first-figure days, first six-figure years, and first six-figure launches. And that all with confidence and clarity. So you want to check out this episode and get the golden nuggets that Dallas is going to share. I am so excited and I can't wait to dive in for you. Well, I am so happy you are back, Dallas. Welcome. Thanks for having me. We've got yeah. to pick up this conversation when we left off. So I'm glad to yeah. be back. I, I, I just loved it because, you know, referrers are so important. And it really, as you described, can help you to go from, you know, feminine and feast to having a steady income. And, you know, all your work is about teaching people how to get to the six figures. And even beyond that, with all of your beautiful systems you have created and referrals are a major piece of it, obviously. And you have to deliver results as well. But that's like the starting point. And we talked about that you have to use certain language as well when you ask people to send you referrals. So is there some kind of magic people could use? So we already know that, you know, even if you have a turtle pet, you have a reason to ask your tribe <laughs> to send you referrals. And you shared the amazing success stories of one of your clients in your six-figure coaching club who ended up with 60 strategy sessions in 45 days, which is just wow. So what, what magic did they use? <laughs> Great. So I just want to make sure I fully understand your question because there are two ways I can answer it. One is, are you asking about the language of the request itself or are you asking about the language you arm your referral sources with? The language itself, like when I write, because you said you are writing even emails, it's not mm -hmm. just in a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Like what kind of email or and sorry what kind of email template are you giving those who say they are interested okay. in referring someone via email got it yes so we've reached out and now a referral source says yes what language do i give them yes perfect okay so there is a bit of a template here the first one is, and again, I, I want to just underscore, you have to make this easy for people or they're just not going to follow through. We're all so busy and in our own bubbles that if you don't make this easy, people won't do it. So I write the referral copy, the text word for word and invite people to edit it to match their voice. Yeah. 
So usually it begins with a specific personal connection, right? Without, without a lot of beating around the bush. So it's not, hi, Christine, I hope you're having a great day. It's Christine, you've been on my mind because Dallas uh, is an awesome coach who helps middle-aged women feel more like themselves again, and I want to connect the two of you. So you just begin with that, right? Then you move into, I call it a dream client power statement um, or a what I do statement, right? So Dallas is really good at helping women just like you accomplish X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. When she told me she was gifting 12 discovery sessions or 12 coaching sessions this month, I jumped at the chance to connect the two of you. Now, here's, I think, the most important part, which is addressing the fact that you're, you're going to get sold to, right? So that way there's no funny business here. <laughs> yeah. So I like wrapping it up with, you know, I've copied Dallas on this message. I'm going to let the two of you connect from here. And I'm, I know you'll get a lot of value from this conversation. And I'm sure that if you want to take things further, Dallas will show you exactly how to do that. But don't miss this chance to at least connect. I think it's going to be worth your time. Yeah, awesome. So it's like no beating around the bush. We're getting right to the heart of it. I'm connecting the two of you. Here's why. Here's what's going to happen next, right? The two of you can connect from here. And just know that, yes, there will be a chance for you to invest if you want to. Mm, yeah. See, it, it can be so easy and we make it so hard. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I will say that my, my students who have the most success with this, their cut and paste language, there is brevity there. It's very short and concise. There's no fluff. So just really get to the point, speak to the benefits and, and make the connection. Yeah. And then it is a bit of a, I don't, I don't like saying numbers game because we're dealing with human beings here, but your referral ambassadors will surprise you, right? So there's an equation we use inside the six figure coach club, but just for simplicity's sake, if what you want is 12 clients, right? You need to know what your conversion rate is. Mm -hmm. Um, But the number, the number of sessions you need to have in order to get those 12 clients right? Um, That's the number of requests you need to make to individual people in order to reach the goal of 12 clients in that month, right? And what's interesting is not everyone you ask will, even though people who say yes will follow through, but it tends to just come out in the wash where if I ask 10 people, I'm going to get 10 referrals. I might get five of them from one person, right? And two from someone else and one from someone else and then zero from others, but it just tends to kind of work itself out. So you have to be willing to make multiple requests and then you have to love up on your referral ambassadors, whether they send you anyone or not. Those people who say yes, even the ones who say no, really express your gratitude and update them on how things go. So if you send a client to me and I have a discovery session with them, you better bet I'm going to, after that session, I'm going to reach out to you, thank you, let you know what I appreciated about the person who you connected me with and let you know what happened. I think often we sort of 
tick the box, right? Like, okay, great. Yes. Christine said yes. And I got a referral moving on to the next one. We have to really love up on those referral sources. Yeah. I I think that's so important because that's how you create the connection. And that's again, where you go deep with a person, right? Yeah. Right. Where they feel appreciated, where they know they, they really supported you, which usually when you help people to get to their goals, they want to support you. So if you then acknowledge that and and celebrate with them and, you know, keep them updated of what's happening, it's so much better. Oh, a hundred percent. And I, that you also bring up a good point because I'm just going to be honest. This is my number one marketing system, right? I mentioned Facebook ads in the last episode, like we're doing a lot of other things, but this is my tried and true number one marketing priority. It still isn't easy for me, like being vulnerable and asking for help. Like that's not comfy. I'd rather hide behind Facebook ads or these other things. Right. But I always try to remind myself that how good it feels to help other people. Right. And if someone makes a request of me, if it doesn't feel aligned, I'm not still thinking about it or holding it against them, right? I've moved on. So there's nothing wrong with asking, right? And people, no one's going to be offended by the request. So if I can just remember that, right? And really hold my intention of being of service, um, I can get over my own fears of making these kinds of requests because it isn't, it doesn't come naturally to me. Yeah. Yeah. And my guess would be it doesn't come natural to a lot of other heart-centered people, right? Because it just feels like we are asking and and asking we connect with taking, Mm -hmm. which is not necessarily true, but you know, that is like the mindset that, okay, now somebody's doing something for us and also like asking for help could have the second thought, well, I could be seen as not as successful or not as powerful as they might have thought I was. Right. Which usually is when you, when you start opening up, people connect even on a deeper level because we're all humans, right? We all go through ups and downs and we have good days and bad days and some stuff works and some doesn't. So I Mm -hmm. think when you, when you share and when you ask and have the conversation people will see while you are human, you are some steps ahead of where they want to be. So it's easier to connect because they feel like, you know, I'm stuck, but she's also stuck at some point and, and it's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Giving that permission. It's, it's okay. It, not everything will work out all the time. Right. Right. So I just and- love that you shared that. Yeah, thank you. And it's also okay to ask people who are further along than you, right? Who are more successful. I just find those are the people who often are most open and willing and excited to help because they they want to be of service, right? Mm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you want to give something back. I, you know, I, I was a year in the U.S. as an exchange student and my host mom always said, what goes around comes around. Mm-hmm. And it, it took me a long time to really get that. <laughs> but, you know, I, I now support people not expecting anything in return. Mm-hmm. And I know someone else that I don't know today, or maybe I know them today is kind of paying forward at a different time with a different thing. 
it's not that yeah. exchange like I give something to you, you give something to me. That's so limited. Right. It's, well, it's just that universal principle, right? Like mm. if I'm giving, I'm open. And when I'm open is when I can receive. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I, I just love the idea. And it, it, it is natural. The ask might not be natural, but that can be trained. And if yep. it's done in a, in a really beautiful way and it is aligned, I think it's going to get easier for people each time they practice. Yes, I agree. I want to just give everyone listening permission. It doesn't have to be beautiful, right? It doesn't, you don't have, you're not going to get it right at the first time. It can yeah. be clumsy. Actually, one thing I often say to my students is the problem is the solution, right? So the, like the obstacle, the thing that makes this hard is the motivation I can use to take the action. So start your referral request with, this is very hard for me to ask, right? Mm -hmm. Or here I am on the 12th edit of this email because I'm so nervous. <laughs> yes. And that also is humanizing. So yeah. I just, I, like, I just want to give everyone permission to be flawed and still move forward because that's yeah. how we grow. That's how you're going you're to get this right is by trying it and falling on your face first. Yeah. And, and who knows? Maybe, you, you know, you win a client from it. And then yeah. you you get the success, and then they refer someone, and then all of a sudden you you be really excited about what you can create, and it's so much easier because you talk to people that you already serve, right? Mm -hmm. It's not that you stop on the street and talk to a stranger. Yeah, <laughs> which Do you, find... you know, if you've done that a hundred times, I'm quite sure you feel comfortable with the people you know. <laughs> <laughs> right? Do you find with your clients that they? are comfortable asking their clients for referrals or do they have obstacles around that? Yeah, I, I think they have obstacles around that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think like making the ask, that's why I said earlier, like oftentimes we connect asking with taking. That's something that needs to shift and that's a process. Yeah. So once they see, well, I'm not taking, I'm giving someone to one of their friends or people they know to support them with a session, that I could be charging for, I think that's a really great offer. Mm -hmm. Obviously, mm -hmm. the in intention is to support that person if they are a perfect fit. But if they are not, you supported someone or you got to know someone, right? Yeah. And yeah. You, you just, you made a good connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know if it's because I coach coaches, right? But my clients totally get it right? When I make referral requests. And what I find with them is they, they want a concrete way to express their gratitude and excitement about the work that we're doing. Mm. And, a, and a, a structured referral system is the easiest way for them to do that. Yeah. So this limiting fearful belief that like my clients can't know that I need more clients it somehow takes away from the value I bring. That is just fear talking. It's not grounded in reality at all. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. Just get over it and try this <laughs> wonderful referral system that Dallas was so yeah, open to share, even though her clients pay for it, you get that for free in this uh, <laughs> two sessions with us. So that's pretty awesome. So let me ask you, have you, always been confident in you know what you do especially when you started your business 
because you you said in the last session when you got that first client that actor that you knew you better deliver mm -hmm. like what kind of confidence or confident level did you have to get that ball moving that's such a great question i i think i'm often perceived as confident and i will tell you that in general i'm a confident person but here's why and in the beginning i was not confident okay and there are things i'm not confident with today we're all human but my i was able to cultivate confidence because i'm decisive and i take action mm. so if you feel like this is for everyone listening if you feel like you lack confidence there there is a concrete way to cultivate that and that is by making a choice and acting according to that choice it's perfect you mentioned in the last episode right that i had i was kind of making fun of myself and my marketing strategy when i began with but you pointed it out that at least i took act i made a choice and i took action on something yes so that is a that's a natural characteristic or instinct that i have that i just i decide and i take action it kind of makes my husband crazy actually because <laughs> <laughs> not every action is a good one but i I find that it's my decisiveness that takes me to confidence more quickly. Yeah, I I, I love that you shared that. It's uh yeah, I I totally feel with you. I think I'm a pretty fast decision maker, and I you know I make stuff up with myself. I don't need to run to ten people and interview them. Totally. Should I do this or this or this, right? Which drives my well, which drove maybe even drives today my my parents nuts. Like especially my dad, right? He wants to be asked. And I just, you know, I make up my mind and then I just inform them <laughs> like, oh, by the way, I'm doing this or I decided to do this or like I signed up for this. And it's it's really interesting to observe sometimes because, you know, I when I bought my house, I just told my dad I bought a house and he was like totally upset that I, you know, I didn't ask him. I didn't ask for advice. I didn't have him come to check it out or anything. And I, it, the thought didn't even cross my mind. Like, why would I need my dad for this if I buy the house? So, but it's interesting that you say that because some people do go and they need to interview tons of people to make a decision, right? Um, which makes it really hard for everybody involved. So learning to make faster decisions, it's not that they're always better, right? But faster decisions so yet that you can let go of the pain of needing permanent feedback yeah. like, will free you already and will give you more confidence over time as well. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And, you know, in Silicon Valley, in the tech industry, there's a saying, which is fail fast. I don't know if you've ever heard that before. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, if, if you and I are launching a brand new app, we want to, that app to have bugs. We want it to crash and we want that to happen quickly so that we can fix it. So I, and I also want to talk about action, but I think the more we can be willing to decide, the quicker we'll know if the decision is right. You yeah. could spend a whole year trying to figure out if a choice is right or not, but the only way you're going to really know is by making the, the damn choice, right? Mm. So I'm such a firm believer in that. But I want to speak about action too, because I see this a lot in particular with coaches. We're personal development junkies, right? So our instinct is to go and sign up for a class somewhere. 
That is not action. I know I sell classes. I take classes. I'm not dissing on classes, but don't be fooled, right? So if you're thinking that, oh, I'd like to launch an online course. Yeah, you're going to have to learn how to do that. But signing up for a mastermind to launch an online course is not the same as launching an online course. Oh, so I think such a good point. Right? Sometimes we can get that, uh, that desire met. We can fool ourselves rather into thinking that we are doing something when we're learning about it. And learning about it is not the same as doing it. I have a friend who that's her, her go-to, right? She wants to, she wants to become a better cook. So she buys a bunch of cookbooks and reads them and looks at the pictures. That's not, she's not even in her kitchen when she does that. Right. Um, So that I just, I really want to make that point because that's, if you want more confidence, make a quick decision and take action on it. Yeah, totally. And, and action is like taking action on the outcome, the actual outcome you want. So if you want to launch an online course, obviously you need to learn how to do that, but the action is then how to do it like that people can buy it. Right. 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 So, so yeah, I say, that's a great point. Yeah. And I, I guess a lot of people get fooled. I, I fool myself sometimes like thinking, oh, I could do this. And then, you know, I do buy the course. <laughs> and, then, and then you think like, oh, well, maybe it's not time yet. Like maybe I need this step first. And then, you know, you yeah. go through module one or two and then you figure, oh, well, maybe, maybe I shouldn't have bought it at all. <laughs> yeah. Or, Ooh, what yeah. about this, this other course I just found out about, right? Yeah. I call this preparing to get ready to begin. Oh, ouch. <laughs> right. Which is just like, it takes a lot of time. I, I first observed this in my work with actors, which we talked about in the last episode, but you know, actors, they need to work on their craft. So they are in an acting class often for years but you're not on a television set when you're in acting class. You're not like pursuing an agent. You're not moving your career forward. But in their minds, they're like, I've been doing this for six years. Well, no, you've been learning about it for six years. And the learning is important, but it's not enough. Yeah. So, so I guess the, the advice would be like, if you need to learn about it, then try to take another action that is actually bringing you closer to that goal. Yeah. If you learn how to take an on, like how to create an online course, well, take the action to create the sales page, take the action to sign up for like a software that you can collect payments with and put that into place. That's when you then combine the learning with the action taking and that's where you get results. Yeah. Or here's one, announce it, set a date for the course and announce that it's happening. You want to launch an online course? Tell people it's happening. Then you're really going to be into action. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Love it. So do you remember the very, very first thing that you ever sold in your life? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Do you mind? I don't know know if I want to tell this story. Um, Yes, I do. So I, the very first thing I sold, I was probably, I'm thinking about the house we lived in. So I must have been five years old, maybe six. I made these little sculptures out of dandelion stems. So dandelion stems, if you shred them, they'll curl up. Uh, so I, was, I would shred them. I would put them in water. They'd curl up and I made these tiny little 
figurines out of these dandelion stems and I sold them for a dollar each, which is hilarious. They're probably worth a penny. Um, but I set up a little stand at the end of our driveway and I think I made $3 that day or something. Cool. <laughs> how did it, how did it feel? It's so interesting. You're asking this question. I haven't thought about this in years, but I think there was a part of me. Oh my gosh, we're getting into some personal development work here that felt like I had fooled people. Right. I don't know if that's what you thought I was going to say, but I think there was this part of me that felt like, oh, wow. Like I just pulled a fast one on them because these are just dandelion stems. Right. So as I share that, no, it's, it, this is an interesting question for everyone because that's probably the first time I learned that selling is manipulation. And that was something I really had to overcome when I became an entrepreneur. But I, I learned that lesson. I must have had a grown up who I was selling to point, point out that they were just dandelion stems and I was doing something wrong, right? But I, I remember having that feeling. Mm. Well, yeah, that's, that's a pity because, you know, usually you could just be totally excited about I having know. created some money, but yeah. And, and oftentimes, and I mean, we all have that, that someone makes a stupid remark that you carry on yeah. forever. They forget yeah. about it in the next second and you carry it through all of your life and you block yourself from so much goodness because you have this belief of tricking people into something or doing something wrong. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. here's this young kid who used her resourcefulness and creativity, right, uh -huh. to create something out of nothing and then share it with people. Yeah. I mean, how amazing yeah. is that? And right. five, right? Right. So yeah. that's so cool. And, and you were creative in, in coming up with that. So, I, I mean, I ask that question in every episode, like as every guest, so to just see like how creative are they? When did they start? What, where are they today? Like, what's the story behind it? And it was not like the typical Girl Scout cookie, right? Where everybody was doing it, where you had like this impulse from, you know, another source. Like it really came out of you. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, I just love that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, thanks Last for asking. But, but not least, what does heart cells mean to you? Mm. I, I believe wholeheartedly that the world would be a better place if we all knew we could get help when we asked for it. Mm. And selling, right? Coach, I work with coaches. Coaching is a framework to guarantee that anyone who asks for help, they can receive it, which is why I'm so passionate about being a coach, but also serving coaches and helping coaches serve more people because I, you know, I'm in the business of healing the world, right? Helping people heal themselves through yeah. this work. And so to me, heart selling is all about uniting people and creating a framework where it's okay to receive, to ask for and receive help. Mm, beautiful. Thank you so, so much. Yeah. I'm so excited about the work you do. It's so beautiful. And, you know, I'm so passionate about what I do because it's empowering people to make choices. It's not, you know, the struggling entrepreneur getting by. It's like having the resources to decide and to go for your dreams. Yeah. Which is also like 
a part of the healing process and it makes the world a better place because happy people make people happy. Yeah. Oh, I just, I'm such a fan of your work too. So I'm glad I got to be here today. Oh, thank you so, so much. And I love the gift you, you are bringing us the flawless free sessions. Um, so tell us real quick, what are people getting? Because I think they need to sign up now <laughs> and they get it at the, you know, we have the show notes page with the resources, with all the links to you, but what are you teaching in the flawless free session? Yeah. So I love that we had this conversation about the lesson I learned the first time I sold and because I used to really feel like selling was evil, right? Which isn't helpful if you're trying to sell your business. Um, so I had to find a way to have discovery sessions that, f- that relied on coaching skills and helped me really feel connected to people rather than this switch, right? Where, okay, I'm going to connect with you first and then I'm going to sell at you and that part's going to be ugly and awful. So Flawless Free Sessions is the roadmap that I rely on. I've done it for years to get clients without ever selling and to really use what you're good at as a coach to create that environment for people to easily say yes. So it's it's a guide to walk you through my sales system. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for the wonderful conversations. This was so much fun. And, you know, you dropped so many golden nuggets. I really hope that people took notes, that they go back and re-listen because with your wonderful referral system, right, it fills the pipeline. Then with the help of your flawless free session teachings, people can do it in a really natural way, filling up their coaching practice or consulting practice or healing or creative, like whatever they do. And so that's really, really beautiful. Thank you so, so much. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Good luck, everybody. Wow, what another powerful episode with Dallas. I hope you have taken notes. I for sure have. And now you have a whole referral process in place that you can use to ask your clients, your soulmate clients to become your ambassadors. How amazing is that? Hop on over to christineschlonsky.com, find the podcast tab and the two amazing episodes with Dallas, number 288 and 289. And once you're over there, also make sure you sign up for the empowerment notes. That's empowerment right into your inbox where I share amazing updates on Hard Sales Podcast and tips, ideas, motivation, and inspiration that I usually do not share on social media. So hop on over to christineschlonsky.com. In the podcast tab, you will also find all the links to connect with Dallas and her amazing free gift, Flawless Free Sessions, plus an invitation to the Heart Centered Lead Generation Summit, The Experience, where you can go through the whole summit with 40 speakers teaching lead generation that's from the heart, with the heart, so you can attract more clients. And when they become your clients, you can then use the system Dallas just shared. Thank you so, so much for having been here. Have an amazing day wherever you are in this beautiful world. And I'm saying bye for now. Bye.